0: Hey, Adrenal Heads, welcome back to the show. I'm Mark. And I'm Jamie. And this episode, well, it's going to be a very different episode in comparison to what we normally do, which is cover specific movies. I like to see this episode as my favorite Jason Voorhees. And the reason why that is, is uh, Damien, who does, watched it in the 80s, has covered the Friday the 13th series, at least two movies, I believe, so far. Right, Jamie?
1: Yes, we've done one and two.
0: So, uh I think it's a good companion to that particular podcast that is on the Pirate Car Entertainment Network. So, that way, if you guys have not checked it out, please do check it out. And these are the reasons why, you know, Jamie loves jumping on that <laughs> podcast to talk about Friday the 13th films.
1: <laughs> and Evil Dead. I did one other thing.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, uh but in- – preference to friday the 13th i'm sure there are listeners out there that love friday the 13th and there are some that have not even delved into the original series itself so my feeling is okay let's explain to you why we like these movies or and uh, why we like certain actors who portray jason our favorite ones as it were so maybe you jump into those particular movies of the Friday the 13th series, because there are so many at this yes. point. <laughs> okay. So, with that, we'll move right into the our top five. So, we're going to start off at five. So, Jamie, who's your fifth favorite, Jason?
1: The one who had the, well, arguably shortest time. Ari Lehman, the OG.
0: Really? Yes. Okay, why? Because he, he was literally there for, what, a matter of half a minute? <laughs> <laughs> but
1: that, that jump scare at the end, because the first time you see that movie, you have no idea it's coming. That is true. Like.
0: Yeah. And he was a kid, too, when he did that. Yeah, he was. He was a young kid. I think he was like, maybe, what, 12 or 13 or something like that? Something like that. Like that. Yeah, and it's pretty funny, too, because Ari goes around, he has his own particular heavy metal band, a rock band now, and they do, do conventions, so if you get to do see Ari Lehman, he doesn't, doesn't look anything like he did as a kid. He's got long hair, goatee, you know, somebody's got a guitar when they play live on stage. It's pretty funny. I mean,
1: he looks like – And pretty cool. He looks like somebody who would have been Jason.
0: Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> but he he's nice. He's a nice person to talk to at the conventions. He's approachable – Uh, He prides himself on being the first Jason. And obviously, that makeup was done by Mr. Tom Savini himself. (laughs) So uh, that that was pretty cool. And that you could see in Grande Illusion's book one that Tom has put and how he did the makeup effects for Ari. And there's a cool documentary. We'll we'll talk about the documentary after this. But yeah, that jump scare, I do agree. But not in my top five, (laughs) you know. I would say he, he's the uh, one of the few others that I left out, but I'm not saying I don't like Ari, no. but it, it, it is just – I have my particular favorites. So with that, I'm just going to go right into uh, my number five, which would be C.J. Graham from Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives. Now, this was the first movie of the series I got to watch on my own. Uh, <laughs> it was – 1986 of all things or 87 i think it was 86 when it came out but i got to see it and i really enjoyed it and i just love the aspect of jason coming back as a uh a zombie and i think that's what started the series into where you know he was officially dead and he's a zombie yeah (laughs) and i just love that and the, the favorite scenes that i would have within that would be the cabin scenes Basically all of them, how they got the tension down, especially when he's walking through with the kids when they're sleeping. And you see that one kid freaking out. Or you see him walking by the cabin and he's got a headless body over his shoulder. Or him kicking out of the cabin itself when Tommy screams out to him from the lake. It was a pretty good film. I really enjoy it. Uh, Obviously you get Alice Cooper's soundtrack in it. I just love it. CJ was pretty much a bouncer and they grabbed him because of how big he was and how he presented himself. And I believe they were having problems with the stuntman that was on site. And you and I were talking about that before we started recording. What was the guy's name that was uh,
1: s- Dan Bradley. And there is some people who say Dan Bradley did most of the scenes and C.J. Graham did okay. not. Um, but, yeah. It's kind of hard. They're
0: very argumentative, but you could actually talk to CJ at a convention. He's more than willing and, and nice enough to talk to his fans. He
1: is ridiculously nice. He spent so much time with us last time I saw him.
0: Yeah, he's such a nice guy. Just go up to him, talk to him. Oddly enough, at a lot of these fan conventions, a lot of the Jasons are really not very well sought after. CJ, when I saw him last, and it was the first time I got to really talk to him, it was his line, there was Kersinger, and there was Kane. So everybody ran to Kersinger and Kane and left CJ in the corner and didn't bother. But I literally was able to just walk right up to him. Yeah,
1: we, we were able to walk right up to him. Um, even like Sean Cunningham was at the last one I was at. And oh, wow. Kane had a bigger line than Sean Cunningham.
0: Well, not many people really care for the producer, <laughs> the he guy who created it. it. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He did make it. And he's legendary for that aspect. And you can't take that away from him. Uh, there's a lot of controversy going around about uh, Cunningham and the whole rights and you know how it's being used. Uh, he, I think he wanted to put out a new Friday the 13th recently. But since everything is in lit- litigation, it was like two court cases. One of them being about the video game and the other based upon rights. And he kind of sways the question, but yeah, yeah. Cunningham I would go up to him if he, he was at a con in future events, but yeah. So CJ was my fifth, Uh, you know, obviously my introduction to Friday the 13th before I delve back into the original movies, like the number one, all the way up until then. Yeah.
1: Yeah. He's higher up on my list than number five. (laughs) I love him. <laughs> I just, I okay. love his presence.
0: Yeah. All right. So uh, your number four.
1: And number four is Ted White from the Final Chapter.
0: Awesome. Okay.
1: He's the one. Like, I feel like he made Jason have more feelings. Like, he's the one that kind of, like, you could kind of read Jason's mind with him, and that's where that kind of started. Hmm. Like, I feel like he changed the character a bit.
0: I thought he was a little bit more menacing. And he's my number four as yeah. well, so we could both go All in right. tandem and talk about this. So, but the the yeah, honestly, I got to meet Ted. He's such a nice man to talk to. I have met him a few times over the years. One of my favorite possessions that he signed was a, a real machete.
1: Nice.
0: Yeah, at a Chiller Theater convention. Actually, he signed it. Kersinger signed it, <laughs> and I believe Derek signed it. Too, so that's that's hidden somewhere <laughs> but very approachable been around he uh he's been appearing in movies since 1949
1: yeah he was one of the oldest people to play Jason.
0: yeah, yeah. and he, he's very nice to talk to a long list of credits of very reputable movies and tv shows so m- movies that you've probably seen and i'm not going to go down no. the list because we'll be here forever. But, uh, yeah, yeah, I have to give you that. Yeah. I didn't see feeling. I, I gave more menacing well, he, actions because he was the more living Jason before, well, he kept killed.
1: Well, he also <laughs> hated the movie. Like he's come around to it now and like appreciate what it's yes. done. But he hated the movie and that totally comes through. Like there is so much anger that comes through <laughs> in that character.
0: <laughs> yep. Yep. I, I think they. uh, In a documentary, or he actually talks about it, how his finger got cut or something from the scene with the machete. Yeah. Yeah, and he'd go in for stitches, and they brought him in the hospital, and he was still in the Jason gear.
1: (laughs) Oh, God, what's wrong with you? Oh, no, wait, it's just makeup.
0: (laughs) Yeah, well, uh, same thing happened to Bruce Campbell, too. They had real makeup effects in Army of Darkness, and then he cut his chin, and – it was something else on his face. They thought that was the issue. He goes, no, it's this one. <laughs> he had to point it out. <laughs> the cool thing about good makeup effects artists out there. Uh, the cool thing, too, about Ted, though, he uh, reprised his Jason role last year. In the game? No. In a, in a YouTube fan-made movie.
1: Oh, which one?
0: Uh, Coroner's Report.
1: I haven't seen that one.
0: Yeah, there's a bunch of them out there too. For for listeners out there, they're gathering a lot of the actors to come back by fans, and they're you know they're crowdfunded in some way, and they get uh, Lar Park. Lincoln was in one, as well as the therapist from uh, Number Seven, her therapist and that. I forget his name, but they uh, they have been grabbing them and having them come back and reprise their roles. As a, a, like a continuation or an episodic roles of these uh, YouTube movies, fan-made movies. That's cool. And I, I enjoyed them. I, I watched one recently that uh, was a continuation, too. Uh, I think, what was it? Rose Blood or something like that?
1: Oh, I haven't heard of that but, one. There's a few that I've heard of. I haven't actually checked any of them out. Yeah.
0: There were a few that came out that weren't so great that before they started doing this but uh a lot of these have a decent budget yeah, well
1: i mean let's be honest and, and- jason x is a fan film not a <laughs> uh,
0: well i love oh,
1: it what? you know i love that movie come
0: on <laughs> i love that movie i know that ben disagrees but <laughs> well, ben can be wrong <laughs> well no i i really think the argument between you both both of you it, it how, what we love is what we right. love. So if some people could be like us, like, oh, I hated that movie, kind of like the guilty pleasure movies that we all talk yeah. about. But to me, I think you and I don't think of that as like a guilty pleasure movie. I think both of us like it just because, well, I saw it in the theater when, when it was like very short amount of time. But I was like, oh, Uber, Jason, we get something that's really cool. Now they use that trope of like leprechaun in space or something. Yeah, but, but – yeah, it worked in the sense that I was entertained. I had a good laugh at it. There's some
1: great kills. There's some great funny scenes. I love that movie. I don't care what anybody else says. Yeah.
0: All right. For us that was uh both of us was Ted White for number four. Cool.
1: My number my third we already talked about is CJ Graham.
0: Okay. Which uh what did, what did you like about that just overall, he was, look the movie, the overall look of the movie? Overall look of the movie. He
1: was intimidating and scary. Like Oh yeah. And like you said, the zombie thing, you know, again, it was a a switch for the character. Like it was a key pivotable pivot. Pivot? I now I can't talk. (laughs) Great, great pivot pivot for the character. I haven't given up on this. (laughs) (laughs) But it was it was like a key moment for the character where it changes. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, I I that's what I loved about it too, because it went from the previous movies were all about, like, obviously, um, the, the final chapter was meant to be, that was it. They were going to do no more. And they're like, well, the fans love it. We have to bring them back because they see this as a cash cow. So as soon as it was incorporated as Jason, I just love the effects of on the mask and everything when we first see him come out of the grave. And I just love the look. It, now, mind you, it was gooey, but my even my best and most favorite makeup effect would be Seven.
1: Yeah, I can see that. Yeah,
0: you know, Bickler got a great artist to do that makeup and Kane wore it well. But I really did enjoy when I first saw this. It was kind of a gooey, sloppy Jason <laughs> coming out of a grave, you know, yeah. with CJ. Yeah, cool. So my number three would be Richard Brooker. And he portrayed Jason in Friday the 13th Part 3 in 3D. <laughs> and that was in 1982. I just love the way he moved and looked in the part. One of the coolest scenes that I love most is where you see Chris is dreaming. We don't know she's dreaming, but it's just a dream sequence. And she wakes up outside of the house, but looks up and in the window you see Jason, un- unmasked Jason. And he's got, uh, I think he's got the scar in his head or the cut in the head when, it, when the axe was in it. I'm not sure entirely, but he's chasing her. And it was like, I think it was like the first big view and longest that we've seen of Jason without his mask up until then. Because we only had the first two movies. Yeah. And obviously, you know, the second movie was all Jason-centric, whereas the first movie was all about Mama killing everybody. Yes. <laughs> but I really liked him. Uh, he's been around. He There's a whole documentary on YouTube about him. He only did so much work because a lot of his work was behind the scenes. He did on-screen uh, work for a certain TV show that was a hospital TV show that he played a doctor in. But he innovated something about recording with microphones with a lapel, with like lavalier microphones. And the whole documentary just praises him and his work. He passed away in 2013. And I just love the documentary because there's a lot of things you just don't know about the person. So I highly recommend it. I'm going to be posting these in the notes for all you guys that are listening. So you could easily just click on it.
1: Now I can click on it and watch it too because that sounds interesting.
0: It is. It's pretty cool. Yeah, I just love Richard Brooker. Uh, He he had an accent. I forget where he came from. But uh, I just love how it's like (laughs) he kept talking about like in the documentary how they would have to feed him because of the makeup. He had to have tiger's milk. I've never heard of Tiger Smoke before that. (laughs) I'm not sure exactly what's in it, but it's interesting. So, yeah, that was mine. That's my number three. Solid
1: choice. Very solid choice. Yeah. Number two.
0: Number two.
1: Derek Mears. (laughs) He was (laughs) scary.
0: Yes. Yeah. Uh, That's my number two as well. And Derek, uh, I got to meet Derek a couple of times. I hung out with him at – at a comic-con in in connecticut and not many people were going to him which is odd but at that time when i went swamp thing had just come out oh wow on dc on uh the dc app that they had so i was watching the show and i really wanted to see him so i got a autograph of both you know the the 13th and the swamp thing and he had a whole panel based upon all the work that he's done where Swamp Thing lie uh, was laying at that point, because that at that point they literally canceled the show. Ugh. So they, it, it's like they announced it that week. Oh, and when I found <laughs> out, I had a yeah, I, I skipped a, a friend of mine's panel. Jerry Ordway, who's uh, an artist for uh, DC Comics, he uh, he was doing a panel, and Jerry thought I was going into his room. Because they were next to each other. And I actually sat down going, wait, Derek was supposed to be in this one. So I get up and I wave by to De- <laughs> <laughs> Jerry. And I see him later and I said, I apologize. I said, sorry. I was like, I said, look, I see you every other week at a comic shop. So <laughs> I already heard your stories. Yeah. <laughs> and you have a full house. He goes, well, how many people did Derek have? And I'm like, not really, not that many. I think there was maybe 25 of oh, us. Eh. So it was more casual more comfortable i was in like the second row and you could easily just talk to him and then you could go back to the uh his his table and just talk to him and he is so nice uh he has uh i think he's got alopecia where he can't grow hair so he and he's got in his skin too so as a kid he always you know had that look and was always picked on but now look at him he's so tall yeah and and he plays all these crazy, uh, crazy characters, too. He always plays some sort of menacing person or somebody in uh, Man in Suit, which pretty much all these actors are that we are talking about now. And people who know me, I just love the Man in Suit actors, all the way from Creature from the Black Lagoon to Godzilla to all this stuff. And a lot of people look at me going, why do you like the people you don't see? <laughs> well, you got to give them credit where credit is, due. it's harder
1: to <laughs> act. If you can't with see a their, with a suit on with no you, no yeah. emotions, no yeah, no, it's way that's way harder to do.
0: Yeah, that's the reason why we. Uh, I I really like those those characters and actors. So yeah, we both look great. Derek Mears. I,
1: I'm supposed yeah. to you know, we're going to a con in March, and he's supposed to be there. Yeah. And I'm so excited to meet him.
0: Yeah, uh, Jamie and I are most would be going to Cherry Hill, New Jersey, for Monster Mania. So. If you happen to see us or whatever, just say hi. Yeah. Whatever, but uh, yeah, we'll definitely be there. I know I'll probably go see Derek Mears again, and uh, and you know, of course, the number one that both of us will probably have would be Kane Hodder.
1: Yes, <laughs> I've met him so many times.
0: <laughs> you too, as well. Uh, me as well. And uh, yeah, Kane has been around forever, and he's play. He's the person who's played Jason the most
1: and the best. And I'm st- yeah,
0: and the best. I'm yeah. still mad
1: he was not in Freddy versus Jason. Same here. I'm so pissed about that. That should have been him.
0: Well, the reason why they didn't do that is because uh, I believe Robert England is about the same height as Kane.
1: They can do and stuff if- in filming to make it look different. I don't care. It should I know that. Been- same
0: here. He could have stood on a box. Who cares? You know, for certain or they could do perspective shots yeah they don't necessarily have to be in the same seat right next to a scene next to each other you know but yeah he was uh he played jason four times uh part seven new blood part eight jason takes manhattan uh and then they don't call it uh part nine but it's jason goes to hell because that was during a time when new line was uh buying out from paramount the uh the rights to Friday the 13th series in the Jason name. And the last one being, of course, Jason X, which both me and Jamie love. (laughs) For me, it was the science fiction part of it, along with uh, a lot of the good kill scenes that were in it. And the
1: virtual reality scene. You cannot beat the virtual reality scene. I'm sorry.
0: Oh, I I love how they reprise the same thing. uh, Because in part seven, he kills a girl with a knapsack. Yep. Doesn't he keep doing that it's the in, sleeping as Uber bed. Jason? Against is the, the tree. sleeping bag, yeah. And because it's virtual yep.
1: reality, the girls don't start screaming. They just keep giggling. And, it's just, and he's like, what? and then, They're giggling.
0: And, and it's over and over and over again. It's just so cool to watch, though.
1: It's the best.
0: And one of my favorite makeups, too, it's like in my top five of makeups of Jason would be the Uber yeah, Jason. that is. I just love that look. I would love to have that mask. That
1: is really, a really cool look. And, like, I mean, Kane is a nice, like. The first time I met him, I totally geeked out. Like it was it was yeah. a monster mania in Jersey. And we got there like early. And I was maybe second online for him. Maybe or, you know, pretty close. Like, you know, I could see him when he finally walked in. And I'm just like, ee, ee, ee. like when I'm like, Oh my god, it's you. <laughs> and he was like, Oh my god, it's you. <laughs> oh, that's cool. And then um, but I asked him because I don't know if many people know this, in dedication to the role, he tattooed the word kill on the inside of his lip. Yep. So I was like, Do you still have the tattoo? And like he pulls his lip down. Er, I'm like, Oh my god, it's there. <laughs> I, the, so I, I would say out. he's
0: the most popular Jason that is out there. People just love his Jason. Oh, so
1: he, the way he tilts his head, like that head tilt that oh. Yep. I'm gonna have and to and tell you now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> yeah,
0: he he's a pleasant person to talk to as well. Uh, He wears a lot of gloves, a lot of high-up shirts for the fact that he's burned on a lot of his body from all the stunt work he's done over the years. When I first met him, he didn't wear gloves because he wasn't burned then. It happened on some sort of set that he was doing in the 90s. And I think the first time he uh, did get burned was in the movie Prison. And he was talking to me about that. And uh, it was like he was playing the part in the electric chair. And he's supposed to go on fire. And they couldn't get him out in time. So a lot of his back was burnt at that point and went up a little bit of around his neck. Yeah. So, yeah, you know, burns are the hardest thing to do. And in, in these movies, especially when you're wearing makeup and then think and factor in all the stuff that goes in and makeup, especially back then. So, but he's very nice to uh, every fan that approaches him. He does a lot of work with burn victims. So, and he does a lot of things for charity with the burn victims. So that way you know you get these people helped, and i saw a couple of people who were burn victims that so go up to them. you know i never and showed so him my burns and talked really i
1: never thought of i didn't think about that because yeah I have, um burns on my arm that i sh- probably should show him next time i see him
0: <laughs> yeah you should because say hey i know you you know i'm just like look what i got but this one, I, was oh, a I don't baby. think he'll give anything <laughs> to you. oh wow yeah, i was
1: nine <laughs> months old i poured a pot of coffee on myself
0: oh not good not good <laughs> Uh, well, hopefully you don't remember how bad it felt. No,
1: but I don't drink coffee because of it. Oh,
0: good idea. <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't. I don't drink coffee because I just can't drink coffee. I just tried forever. But yeah, that those are our top fives of our, uh, our favorite Jasons, as it were. Uh, we encourage you guys to uh, go listen to Watch It in the 80s with Damien and Jamie's coverage of Friday the 13th Part 1 and Part 2. We'll
1: get to Part 3 soon. I think we just started talking about scheduling it.
0: Cool. So they'll, they'll probably go up to Part 4. But if anything, I'll talk to Damien. Maybe, you know, Jamie and I could cover the remaining movies if need be, occasionally. Not going to happen in one shot Sprinkle because it in it's in very hard to do. Sprinkle them in, in here and there. Maybe one at a time. Maybe get it released at a time on Friday the 13th when people love just to binge watch yes. Friday the 13th films. Yes. So,
1: yeah, we did. So. I think our first one came out on Friday the 13th. Um, That's awesome. Though. Watched it in the Related 80s. I'm 95% <laughs> sure. If it wasn't the first one, it was the second one. One of them was released on Friday the 13th.
0: Well, for you listeners that want to leave any feedback or get in touch with us in any way, you could easily find us on the PirateCoreEntertainmentNetwork.com. You could actually go to each of the podcasts there. I've already mentioned it, watched it in the 80s, Run For Your Lives with Daphne and Paik, where they cover monster movies, thriller films, anything makes you run for your lives. Yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you could listen to us there as well. You could just go to our Facebook group which would be facebook.com slash podcast. You could always find ways to message me there, or if there's a movie that we're covering that week, there's always an image, and you just comment on the image below. You could also email us at podcast at gmail.com. And then, like I said, I highly encourage everybody to go to the Pirate Court Entertainment Network website just to uh, follow through with any of the other podcasts or entertainment that's there. So with that, I just want to thank everybody for listening. I'm Mark. I'm Jamie. And this was Drift Cinema Podcast. We'll talk to you guys later.
1: Bye.